This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Anti-gay and trans laws are being enacted in state legislatures across the country. So it can be more important than ever for folks affected to build community. So for Pride this month, we're taking a look at what building that community looks like around the city. One kind of group that's doing that is book clubs. And no, not your typical grandma's book club. Today we are joined by three organizers of queer book clubs and events throughout Chicago. Matt Ferris is the assistant manager at Unabridged Bookstore in Lakeview and manages its queer book club. Welcome, Matt. Hey. And Jess Raynard is organizer of the On Earth We're Briefly Gay book club at City Lit Books in Logan Square. Hey, Jess. Hi. And Caro Aceves is a bookseller at Open Books in West Loop who organized the Reading is a Drag event. Thank you for being here, Caro. Hi. Thank you for having us. Happy Pride, folks. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to come to you first, Matt. What made you decide to start a queer book club? Well, it was actually kind of a restart for us. Um, Unabridged has been in Lakeview since 1980 and for a long time has kind of just been the go-to bookstore for uh, the LGBTQ community here in Chicago. Um, It's owned and staffed by primarily queer people. Um, There years ago was a gay men's reading group that met um, and a few years ago when we started up new ideas for programming and um, for reading groups in the store we decided that that could be expanded. Mm -hmm. We could uh, do a little better with representation there. So now we meet under the Queer Book Club banner um, and typically we, you know, we meet once a month. We alternate between more classic kind of established, what you would assume you would see on like a syllabus for queer lit kind of stuff. And then we uh, try to alternate and do more diverse contemporary voices in alternate months. So we've got a good mix of stuff um, and we have a great group of people. I mean, we're in Lakeview. Um, we're not that far from all the bars and everything. Mm-hmm. So being in the neighborhood, we have a great group of people Proximity that show Proximity helps. Yeah, that support sure. is insane. So it's a good time. Nice. Well, Jess, on earth, we're briefly gay. That's such an amazing name. We've been talking about it all day on our team here. Where'd you get the inspiration for that? Um, well, you know, it feels kind of like queer to do wordplay. Um, <laughs> you know, we, uh, us gays love a pun. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so I was working at City Lit uh, and just wanted to start a queer book club. Um, it was kind of like right in the middle of the pandemic where I was like, I need my people or need more of my people um and yeah i just wanted to create a space a queer space where people could come together talk Mm -hmm. about books but i think the thing that makes this book club kind of different is that there's a lot of emphasis on like uh hanging out outside of book club um so usually like i organize a book club meeting that happens at the bookstore and then after that we do we go out for pizza but then i also organize like monthly events where yeah. we either go to like Dorothy downstairs, which is uh, a lesbian bar or potlucks, or I've organized like soup and bread. And like, um, I always say it's like a uh, queer friendship first, queer book second. I love that you bring that up because I know that a book club, it, it sounds like homework for some people. And, and so I, I was curious how you get people excited about reading. So I like that, you know, you sort of pair it with like, and we do more, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Caro? What would you say? So I do not host a book club. I host a drag show. But I will say that having queer spaces in general are so important, especially when they are sober spaces, Mm -hmm. when they're all ages spaces, and when they're like accessible spaces in overall. And so to have book clubs that are catered to queer friendship, like you Mm -hmm. said, is really essential. Matt, what about you? How are you getting folks excited about reading? Well, I like I said, we do a good alternate, um, you know, each month we choose 
something that's thematic or something that's topical. Yeah. Um, and then we alternate through voices. So I think part of the success that we've had is just exposing people to stuff that they wouldn't otherwise hear about. Um, like you said, a lot of times people approach reading as if it's a chore or a visit to homework. Right. Um, but we get folks who come in to our bookstore primarily because of its reputation of being supportive of the community. And they come in and realize that there's all this stuff they've never even been exposed to. Mm. Um, so I think just making, making like you said, spaces that are accessible, that are comfortable for people to come and look for that kind of stuff is the first step. And then showing them what they've been missing is number two. Mm. So that variety, I think, has, has really helped us. I'm super interested in hearing more about this uh, this drag <laughs> event, Caro. And, and as Jess said, you know, about the love of puns. I mean, reading is a drag. What a name. <laughs> what a name. Uh, so it, it includes uh, several drag performances of classic fairy tales and other stories that are meant for folks over 18. How did you get the idea? Yeah. So I've been working at Open Books since August of last year. Okay. And one of the first things I noticed was that we have a fully functioning stage in the kids mm -hmm. room. And the stage had been primarily used for storytelling prior to the pandemic. Uh, but since the pandemic has begun, it's been kind of used as like a storage space. Um, but before we decided to start unpo unboxing all the items that were placed on the stage, we thought about having an event mm. using the stage. And it made sense to me to have a drag show because um, when I'm not working at Open Books, I am a drag performer by the name of Kerosene. And I have the privilege of getting to work with amazing queer artists across the city of Chicago. And I knew that we needed more spaces for drag, uh, specifically for trans people to be visible in their transness and in their queerness. And so I thought of hosting Reading as a Drag at Open Books with the support of my staff um, because I realized there was a demand for it. It's yeah. a book-themed uh, drag show, so mm -hmm. all numbers are inspired by books, uh, okay. whether they're contemporary books or books that we read growing up. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and I know in the last one we had, we had no numbers inspired by like The Great Gatsby, by Frog and Toad, by Perks of Being a Wallflower, and to see these books come to life through the awesome. work of like drag performance it's really incredible well we're not going to skip over the fact that you mentioned you also performed at your events <laughs> right. so talk about how you prepare carl yeah is so kerosene is your kerosene it's oh. a, again a pun kind of like it's I a play like on it. words <laughs> <laughs> um so i've been performing since october of 2021 um so it hasn't been too too long but um i've noticed uh, while performing that Spaces are pretty limited when it comes to drag. Um, most of them take place in nightlife and clubs mm -hmm. where uh, you have to be 21 plus in order to enter. And unfortunately, it's hard to be sober in those spaces. Mm -hmm. And so taking drag outside of nightlife, not that nightlife is necessarily bad because that's not at all the case, um, especially as nightlife is becoming increasingly criminalized with anti-drag anti laws being passed um, but I do want to expand drag and take it to like more everyday spaces like a bookstore where people are able to just show up and see drag on any day of the week yeah well you know just there are a lot of queer books in so many genres like fiction nonfiction, mm -hmm. sci-fi memoirs how do you manage to to pick the books that you focus on each I think month. that's one of the coolest things about having a queer book club. Like I've run book clubs in the past where it was like nonfiction book club and like that's that's what you're doing. Whereas like queer book club, you're not limited by genre. You're just limited by, well, not limited, but you have um, a group that you're working with. Yeah. So um, what we do is uh, once every like four months, we toss out some book club names and or book club books and then just like go through the list. Um and then we like do a do a little 
LaPole um, and come to our next year of books. Like, okay, um, everyone has spoken. We're yeah. reading this next mm-hmm, month. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's your process like, Matt? I mean, how, you're alternating, as you've mentioned, each month, but how do you choose? We do. How do we, you narrow uh, it down to one? It's difficult. I got I to gotta mm-hmm. say, um, there are a lot more books out there that fit our criteria now than there once were. So it mm-hmm. is a challenge. Um, we Thank vote month. For that. Yeah, we are grateful for it. Yeah, except for the people that are trying to take them away from us now. Let's not go there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we the we, bands uh, on the bands are coming. Right? Well, that's why I think it's important to do things like this. I mean, even for straight folks, even if you're not a queer identifying person, like you could still come to our book club. You could still try to see the world through our eyes. Um, so we vote month to month. We each month we try to find something that's topical, something that's going on in the world, mm-hmm. a book that might correspond to that. We keep kind of a running list of things that are pe- people are interested in talking about. And then we vote as a group. Um, It's a large group, and it's getting larger every month that we meet. So we're kind of Mm -hmm. trying to find new ways to organize ourselves for the discussions themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But I found that even people that don't come and participate in the actual chats that we host in the store, we get great response for the books that we choose. We still get customers that come in and talk about reading the book and what it meant to them. People that aren't in the city that, you know, choose to read along with us from other Mm -hmm. places will send messages of support and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it is a challenge, but it's a worthy challenge. You know, Pride's a time for celebration. Right. And, and for celebrating queer identity and, and queer culture. But let's I, I was kidding before, but let, let's actually <laughs> talk about, we can talk some, about of, some of the things. Right. <laughs> I mean, legislation around the country, trying to ban pronouns, don't say gay bills. You can't talk about gender. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do spaces like these uh, drag events and, and young adult friendly events, mind you, and book clubs, how do they combat these efforts? Oh, let's go around the table. You first, Carl. Well, that is a really important question to ask, especially right now. Um, I will say it's a huge privilege getting to live in the city of Chicago. I have Mm -hmm. received so many access to so much queer life and queer joy living here. And I'm very, very grateful for that. But the world is really difficult and scary for queer and trans people right now. Um, It's always been scary. So none of this is new, but uh, there is a heightened pressure for sure. And I think having spaces like drag shows or queer book clubs where queer people can come and actually celebrate being queer Mm -hmm. with each other. It's so important right now to make space for joy um, because right now it's easy to emphasize the negative and to be scared. Yeah. Um, And honestly, having a bunch of trans people in a bookstore being loudly trans is liberation to me. And Mm -hmm. it's exactly what people are scared of and we need to keep doing it. Jess, you're nodding. Yeah, I'm like aggressively nodding. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, it is probably my pride and joy. I've been running this book club for about two years, two years in the fall. And just, like, when I'm there, I just, it feels like I'm finding my people. Um, Like I've said before, like, I don't have the answers for, like, legislation or anything like that. But as long as I can provide, like, some sort of space where people can, like, meet each other and um, come together and have fun. And, like, I don't know, the the, the way that queer books mean to me, it's, like, a mirror so like there's not one way of being queer it's not just pride it's not just pain it's not just sadness it's not just like feeling curious it's all of those things Mm -hmm. and like to have books that kind of like we can talk about them we can see ourselves in them and like you know after book club's done we go and do something else and we have fun and it's like I don't know it just feels like I'm creating the world that I want to live in Mm. um and it's a very powerful feeling. Um, it's also like a scary feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause like we advertise where we are. It's not mm. a secret. And like um, that feels like being of- out and proud mm-hmm. comes with consequence yeah. almost. Yeah. Which 
you know, totally. what a feeling that that mm. that must be. In 2021, Matt, uh, some of the most banned books in America had queer themes, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, exploring gender, exploring sexuality. Does that sound any alarms for you? Not for me, but I've read the books. Um, I think that's a big distinction. A lot of the people that you see that are, you know, raising these complaints, going to school boards, going to libraries, they're not reading those books. They're afraid mm-hmm. of something they don't understand. Um, all the more reason I think that we need places like this. We need groups of readers. We need bookstores. We need community events and things that promote and put people like us, people that are often pushed to the margins out front to say, like, you don't have to be afraid of this. It's just a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a book. You all also work as booksellers in your stores. Um, you find that people come in and they want to learn about queer literature? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you immediately show them? I'm curious. Well, at Open Books, we have a really cool section dedicated to just LGBT literature, whether it's nonfiction or fiction. And we also have a kids room dedicated to just kids books. And in there, we have a queer section as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the books that we um, order are related to queer issues and to trans issues, and they're catered for young audiences. But we're also a used bookstore. So a lot of what we get is like old materials from like queer elders that they donate to us. And it's really amazing to see those books as well. Yeah. What are you showing folks, Matt? Um, Well, the one that we're promoting right now is our current choice for um, Queer Book Club this month. Uh, We're reading El Gosa Sunday's uh, Vagabonds. Uh, Just came out in paperback not too long ago. It's our current choice. So if anybody wants to pick it up and join us next week, you can do that. Um, But it's a lovely uh, linked story novel um, written by a Nigerian woman. Um, The title comes from the fact that in Nigeria, they use the same word for queer people that they do for homeless folks, sex workers, all of the 'er ne'er-do-wells of society. Um, And so it's it's a linked collection about stories. And the thing that I loved about it is that it shows that solidarity across all these lines that we've described is not only possible, but very, very important when we're talking about these movements and actually making change in our society. Um, We need to know who is like us and who wants to be on our side. Well, quickly let us know, Matt, when do you folks meet? Um, Our upcoming meeting is next Tuesday uh, at 7.30 p.m. Um, We split that. So if you're not able to meet that night, you can come the following night on Wednesday. Yeah, we'd love to see you. And uh, Jess, what about you guys? On Earth, briefly, we are gay. When are you meeting? We meet on the third Tuesday of the month. Uh, Next month, I'm actually not going to be there. But um, the following month, uh, I'm back. Um, (laughs) They're still meeting. But um, yeah, we just read um, Stone Fruit by Lee Lai, which is an excellent graphic novel about queer parenting, queer family. Um, I'd also love to do a plug for Poly Secure by Jessica Fern. We just read that one. Cool. And yeah, it was awesome. And finally, your next drag event, Carl, when can we expect that? It is still to be determined, but I will be posting on my Instagram page at kerosene.333 on Instagram. Sweet. Um, I will be posting all the flyers on there for when we decide. All right. Matt Ferris, Jess Raynard, and Carl Aceves. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. This is awesome.